that was uh that was van morrison lately i've been listening to my parents music sometimes i'll go down this tunnel and i'll listen to old music and it's it's talent man like some of these guys are just like the van morrison's voice without any auto tuner without any studio effects that's just his pure voice right there i don't know it blew my mind i was watching um i was watching a movie or i guess documentary i don't know what to call it uh the other day it was called the last waltz it was directed by martin scorsese and essentially this movie the last waltz is about uh, a band called the band and essentially the story behind this band is they were the band for bob dylan uh as they went on the road and toured across the world and then eventually bob dylan uh, i think the story was he got addicted to drugs so he had to stop performing and the band uh, you know the, the the individuals who played the guitar and the the piano the piano and whatever the instruments are they said okay well we're not addicted to drugs let's uh, you know let's go do something let's go tour the world some of them found out that they could sing uh, and then they actually just made their own band called the band hence the name the band because they were the band of Bob Dylan if that makes sense and they went on tour for years and years. And eventually, they got addicted to drugs, alcohol, and, and women, and they had to call it quits. So before they called it quits for their career, they wanted to do one last big concert. And Martin Scorsese, the, the famous director, got sniff of this, got word of this, sniff word, whatever. And he said, okay, well, if you're going to do one last show, let me direct it, and we'll put it out there for the world to see. And it was called The Last Waltz. I watched it back, I think I watched it for the first time two summers ago, but I really didn't know much about it, uh, and then I stumbled across it the other day, and I watched it, and I read up on it, and I read about the history of the band, and a really cool story, there's actually some Canadian artists that were in that band, I'm not sure the top of my head who they were, uh, or the names of them, but some of them are Canadian, some of them are dead now, some of them overdosed, uh, some of them just passed away of old age, but I'm sure a lot of drug abuse back in the day didn't help their the length of their life. But anyways, I recommend watching that documentary or movie, whatever you want to call it. And it's Martin Scorsese, the best director arguably known to mankind. So it's called The Last Waltz, and uh, that was Van Morrison, that intro song right there. So that was pretty good. I, I always wish I could sing. You know, if there's one skill you wish you could have, some people wish they could play baseball, hockey, do math... Uh, you know, be an Olympic athlete. I always just wish I can sing. You know what I mean? Imagine getting paid to go around the world and just sing to people, and they sing along with you. I don't. I, don't, I think there's. I don't think there's any other profession like that. It's such a rare breed of people that make it. So many people want to have that career, but so many fail. Anyways, that was my little rant. Anyways, the last waltz. Um. So today on the podcast, I'm very I'm pumped to have this guy on. We already had him on. We had him on last year, Matthew Steinberg. And if I would have told you last year, I'm, I'm sure he would admit to this too, if he knew that he was going to get drafted by the Colorado Avalanche in the third round, 63rd overall in the 2019 NHL draft, I don't know if he would believe you. He could have. I don't know. I'm going to ask him that as soon as we start the podcast. That'll probably be my first question to him. But incredible guy i remember talking to him last year very humble he comes from a great background uh, a hockey background his dad trevor steinberg is the coach over there at saint mary's and he was actually drafted by the quebec nordiques back in the day who are now the colorado avalanche so kind of full circle there uh dudes and myself went up to vancouver and actually watched him get drafted um 
we were pumped. We were amazed. We we knew we, we thought he was going to get drafted, but we didn't know he was going to get drafted in the third round. That caught us by surprise. I'll admit that. And you know, we saw him and his family jump up, smiles all around. We got an interview in with him after. We talked to him. We talked to his family, and you could just tell his whole family was on cloud nine. Matt, honestly, Matt, he looked like he was in shock a bit. I, I remember talking to him, and he was. He, I think I think he was in shock. I really do. But I would be too. You know, if you get drafted anywhere in the NHL draft, you're a little bit shocked. But to go third round, I think he was on cloud nine. And uh, like I said, his family was just, you know, you know, I, I, it's hard to describe the feeling because I've never gone through it. But what I could see was was just was pure joy. So it was a great experience to go up in Vancouver and be part of that experience with Matt. Uh, so now he's back in Halifax. I'm back in Halifax. And uh, like we said, when he when he when we were talking up in Vancouver, we we're like, all right, when you come back, come on the podcast. That day has arrived. He is here. And yeah, it's going to be a great episode. So hi, Button. You know what comes next. I hope everyone enjoys their summer. Here we go. All right, Matt, we're going. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm all right. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. No problem. Second time's a charm. I was saying in the intro, I was going to ask you first question. If I told you a year ago that you were going to be drafted by Colorado, third round, 63rd overall, would you believe me? No, not a chance. I don't think even after the... After my season this year, I was really expecting to go that high. Um, obviously, first pick of the third round is a pretty high pick and um, something I definitely didn't expect. Dude, you're still on cloud nine. I, get, like, I remember yeah. when, we, when we talked to you right after you got drafted, we saw in your personality you were still in shock. Like, you, we just saw it in your face. Your whole family was pumped. Everyone was on, on cloud nine, but it just looked like you were still in shock. So... I guess I just want to know, has the shock gone down a little bit and and how have the past, I don't know, two weeks been for you? How, how's life? Yeah, right after the draft, the uh, the next day we got a flight to Colorado. So um, kind of getting there, it sunk in a little bit and then it was kind of right, right to work for a week. Um, now getting back and, and seeing everybody, I think it's kind of setting in a little bit more and the excitement's picking up. Um, so that's, that's kind of been nice getting home and seeing everybody that I haven't seen in a while. And, um, you know, everybody's really thrilled also. So, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I think now it's kind of setting in a little bit. So you didn't go home after Vancouver. You went right to Colorado. Yeah. The next morning we had a flight, all the draft picks, uh, pretty early, like 830 AM right there. And then, uh, training camp started or development camp on, uh, I think it was a Tuesday. So do you bring your gear to Vancouver or how, how do you get your gear or was it there? Um, some guys brought their gear. I uh, left mine at school and then just got it shipped. Okay. Because uh, obviously I, I basically packed up everything I had at school for the last two years and um, had to carry that stuff around. So uh, yeah, I just left my gear, left my gear there and then got it shipped. So when you guys fly in there, is it all the draft picks from that year? For, so one yeah. first round to seventh round, all the seven guys go? Yeah, whoever was there. Um, obviously, not everybody goes to the draft, but um, yeah. I think there was four or five of us that were there. Private jet? No. Oh, damn it. No. You were hoping for it, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's sick, man. So how was camp? First time at an NHL camp. Uh, how was it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thankfully, you know, I knew the, the new hook kid and then, uh, and then Bowers. So a um, little bit of connection there. And then uh, I have room with Byram, the guy who went fourth overall. So Nice. Um, yeah, so... Probably the top three guys there you could say I was I was close with, which which obviously helped a lot. But um, yeah, no, everybody's obviously really good, so the pace was pretty quick. 
um, long days, which which was tough. But I think it was a lot of a lot of good stuff, and it wasn't like they were trying to bag us. It was kind of yeah. informational, which uh, which was good. So a lot of stuff I could take home. That's one thing I was looking at some of the footage for Colorado and any other teams too. And I saw them skating hard, and in my mind, it was just like, man, these guys just played a full year of hockey. There's no way that they're just bagging them 24-7. And then so I'm happy to hear you say it wasn't that type of camp. Yeah, no, some uh, – they actually said they changed it, but some camps I think are still still a little bit like that. But they said oh. that they uh, they used to give it to the guys pretty hard, where now uh, it's more instructional stuff that, you know, it isn't easy, but it's, it's kind of stuff that, you know, you work hard, but um, – you got to get a lot of stuff to take home to, to work on. And um, it's not just kind of a week that you get bagged and then you have to go home and rest. So um, it's more of a week that week of training, I guess you could say. And then we get back and uh, don't really miss a step. Cool. I want to go back to the draft. I hear a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, most people that do get drafted, they go through an interview process. What's that interview process like with teams? And I wonder if you could give us like an example of some of the questions that they ask you. Um, the process for me was a little bit different, obviously not going to the combine. Um, you know, a lot of guys do the, the bulk of their interviews there yeah. and then obviously the fitness testing parts. So, um, I didn't go to the combine. So for me, there was kind of a, a few weeks where I was, you know, I was in Chicago for their pre-draft combine, their private one. Um, I was in Pittsburgh for theirs. Um, and then there's a few teams that came up to St. Andrews where I was going to school, yeah. um, to do testing. So I was kind of a little bit different and, and tough, but, um, yeah, throughout the year there's interviews and then, uh, throughout that whole process, there was, there was interviews. And then when I got to the draft, um, I met with St. Louis and Carolina at the hotel. So, Sick. um, yeah, it's a little bit unconventional, I guess, but, um, for the most part it's kind of throughout the year. Oh, okay. That's cool. So most guys that go in the first round, the questions are like a couple of days before the draft and then guys that might go later on, it's throughout the year. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think all the guys are kind of meeting with teams throughout the year, but um, you know, before the draft is kind of when you get in and, and yeah. meet with everybody. Yeah. Um, throughout the year, it's kind of a regional scout or somebody who's just in the area. Okay. Um, we kind of take you out to dinner, or just meet with you after a game or uh, at the draft with St. Louis. I know there's probably close to 20 guys in there. So, um, yeah, it's the whole staff. I don't think the coaches were there. but Was that uh, intimidating, 20 guys just asking you questions? Yeah, well, there's not 20 guys asking questions. There's kind of four or five, and but it's kind of more sitting at the head of the table with uh, a lot of big names, like Kachuk was there. He was in the room? Yeah, he oh, was the, there. Oh, wait, the dad or the, the, the dad, dad, obviously? Yeah. I'm thinking, obviously, yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess when you kind of walk in for a second, you're a little taken back, but once you get kind of sit down and stuff, it's all hockey talk, so um, I guess you're pretty comfortable. Can you give me an example of a question that they asked? Um, I didn't get any like crazy questions. I know some guys say they get kind of that one, uh, yeah. one question to kind of throw them off. I, with any of the teams, I didn't get anything like that. They're all more kind of just stuff to get to know you kind of ask about your family, um, ask about your training, your strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, thankfully I didn't get any, uh, <laughs> any questions that were too tough, but, um, yeah, I know some guys say they get some really weird ones. Yeah. There's still... I love the behind-the-scenes aspect. The NHL is actually doing a good job of covering the behind-the-scenes, and you see guys get drafted. It's kind of cool. Um, so I guess from behind-the-scenes aspect, once you get drafted, you go shake hands, kiss babies, sign autographs, all that stuff. Yeah. What happens when you go underneath the tunnel and you meet the media? It, obviously, it was a whirlwind. So I guess describe that, uh, like what happens underneath there. Yeah, so basically once once I got drafted, I ran around the Colorado table, shook everybody's hand, and then they – they kind of get you out of there. There's some some media people with the team that 
like grab you and you uh you walk down into the table or the the tunnel sorry yeah um do a couple interviews on the way uh, a lot of people are kind of waiting um to get autographs on your way up so you go up an elevator um then you kind of get to the main level and that's where everybody is so you sign a couple autographs but they try to keep you going obviously they're tight schedules so um you get through there then you go and do it all those all those pictures that you see the guys kind of with the sticks and gloves and and with the puck um then after that you're you're pretty much done and they send you up to the uh the team box where is there food up there yeah so for colorado they had uh, every team has food but that's where uh the coaches were and stuff so went up there met them and then um you know, after that, you kind of go to the, the players and family lounge, take some more pictures, and then uh, you're kind of free to go. Did you talk to Joe Sackick at all? Yeah, I did. What did he say? Yeah, he, um, there was actually a picture of me at the Pee Wee International Tournament um, down by the dressing rooms beside him. Yeah. And then uh, there was one right after I got drafted shaking his hand, so that was that was pretty neat. We talked about that. And, That's sick. Um, obviously, my dad played with him for, for a few games, so um, he kind of had that connection, and then... Uh, but yeah, I think it was pretty cool seeing the the pictures from about ten years ago, and then uh, obviously a couple of weeks ago. That's wicked. So let's talk about your dad for a sec. He must have been in shock too. I, I said it's kind of a full circle. Quebec Nordiques kind of Colorado now, not kind of. They are Colorado now. Then you get drafted there. I don't know. Talk about your dad. Honestly, he seemed more excited than you were at the time. He was on cloud nine when I when I was talking to him there for a second. How how pumped is he? Yeah, I think we were all um, pretty shocked. Obviously, like. Um, but yeah, no, he was really excited. Obviously a lot of my, my hockey career, he's been, he's been right there and, um, every part of it, the summer training on ice, he, he's coached my summer team for, well, since it started. Um, but yeah, no, everything he's kind of, he's kind of been right there and, and through it all. And, um, I guess to watch me go through it all, just like him, it was, it was pretty special and it probably got a few flashbacks, but, um, yeah, no, I think it was pretty neat. Neither one of us, I don't think, realized the Colorado and Quebec connection right away. But uh, once that kind of clicked, I think it was a little bit extra special. Me and dudes were walking down the street as soon as the draft was over. And he was thinking, he's like, wait a second, Steiny, his dad, he played for the Nordiques. And aren't the Nordiques Colorado? So we were walking on our way to Starbucks. And on the way there, that's when it clicked. Yeah. And then we just pulled over really quick and tweeted it out. Yeah. And then that's when it clicked for us, too. It took us a minute to, to understand it, but... It was still sick. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's cool. You know, he went a little bit higher than me, but um, yeah, we'll you're going to play more games, hopefully. Yeah, that's what he <laughs> says. He says hopefully you get a few more games, which which is what really matters. But no, um, yeah, that was obviously something that's pretty special. And um, you know, there's a few people in the organization. I know the one of the athletic trainers said that he he worked them towards the end of the career. So no way. Um, yeah, that was kind of neat. I want to talk about um, discipline. How old are you? 18. 18. So when I was 18, I didn't have the discipline. You know, like this time it's summer, I'd be drinking, I'd be with the girls, I'd be doing things. And at 18, like I said, I didn't have it. So, you know, to get to where you are today, obviously you had to make sacrifices. Obviously, your discipline and your training, your diet and things like that. You just got drafted third overall for third round, for God's sakes, to Colorado. So I guess I just want to talk about the discipline side of things and how do you, how do you incorporate that in your personality and and your everyday life because most 18 year olds you got to admit you know you, you go to school there's kids out there that are are wild so I guess how do you how do you keep discipline at this stage of life yeah definitely I think a big part of it like I said you know my my dad being through it and and you know being a coach now too um you know his his kind of everyday approach and and stuff when he played and now as a coach what he kind of sees and values and players it's kind of rubbed off but 
you know, I think the main thing is just kind of, you know, having a goal, having a dream and, um, you know, everything you do, you kind of got to keep that in the back of your mind. Um, especially with social media and stuff, you know, we get those talks a lot. So, um, yeah, I think the main thing it's, it's kind of having a routine, knowing what you want and, um, you know, not doing anything stupid. It's the main thing. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think it's, it's something that I've done for a while now and, and every other hockey player at this level has. So, um, it's just become, become habit to a point, but, um, you know, definitely having a dad who's been through it all helps out a lot. How do you develop a routine at this stage of your life? You know, like, is it, is it waking up? Is it training? Is it playing hockey? Or, or do you like to keep it fresh? Because I remember it was, um, who's the defenseman from Detroit? Legendary. He's the captain. Lindstrom. Lindstrom. Yeah. It was Lindstrom. And it was the coach, Babcock. And he said the one thing that made, makes Lindstrom great is his routine. It's been the same for 20 years, however long he was in the NHL. And he said most people get bored of it. And that's kind of where NHL players are, I guess, professional athletes. Uh, they fall off a bit because they get out of the routine. But if you're able to master a routine, hopefully you're going to go far. So I guess the question is, you know, how do you develop a routine and, and how do you keep it fresh? Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, you know, summer training, obviously summer and in season is a little bit different for me. You know, I've trained, trained in the same spot pretty much the same time in the morning um, for the last four or five years now. So um, that's just kind of, part of my summer and it's what I know so when I come home I know that's what I'm going to do and then um you know after that it's kind of you can do whatever you want but you know we hang out with the guys you train with who are all also really high high high-end players so yeah that makes it fun yeah like more competition yeah so that keeps it keeps it competitive and then you know we'll go golfing stuff like that but I think the main thing is is kind of having that group it's it's pretty easy you know you go to bed at night knowing you got to work out the next morning with uh with a trainer and a group of guys so um, yeah, it's not something that you're going to have to uh, work to develop. It's just kind of there and, you know, you enjoy doing it every day. Yeah. Um, in season for me, I don't really have a, a pregame routine, I guess, type thing. I have, um, things that I want to do and, but, uh, you know, I don't want to have superstitions. I'm not kind of that guy kind of have fun loose. Um, but you know, there's, there's stuff that I want to get done and do before games, like rolling out and stretching, but, um, yeah, there's no superstitions or anything crazy. That's cool. I find, like I said, if most guys, if they're able to somehow keep it fresh and, and train differently, you're somehow able to, because you got to admit, going to the gym, running every day, it's not, I hate the gym, I hate running, but I yeah. do it because it makes me feel good. So to do it for a living, and if you got to kind of twist it and make it more refreshing, I guess there's a way to do it. But yeah, I'm I just think- amazed at the age of 18, how you can do it, how anyone can do it at that young, because there's just so much, like you said, with social media and things like that right now, it's just so tough to keep a a straight head and just not focus on that stuff. Yeah. I think a big thing too, is kind of going to the gym every day with, with guys who've been my best friends for years now. So who's that? You got to give them a show though. Cause they'll be yeah, pissed. You know, DeVoe, um, deliberatory, Penny cash, Baron, you know, all those guys, um, you know, we've trained together for a long time. So that's cool. Um, you know, we go to the gym, we have fun and stuff, but you know, between sets, you joke around, it's kind of like the locker room setting, you know, you're chirping yeah. each other, but, um, you know, it's competitive and, and we get the work done. So um, I think that that's kind of the fun part. Like, you know, we, we get up and we enjoy going to the gym. We may not enjoy, you know, running, running 400s and stuff <laughs> like that. But um, the whole process of being there with the guys and, and doing it with them is, is kind of fun, I guess. So how was uh, how was St. Andrews this year? That was awesome. You're the captain. Um, you're the leader. Yeah. You know, how was it? Yeah, no, I think the last last two years have definitely been um, the two best years of my life on and off the ice. Wow. Probably. So um high-end school high-end hockey program but 
Yeah, I think this year especially was pretty pretty special. We won we won the triple crown we call it, which is the our home home tournament, the McPherson, uh, the CESA championship, which is our league, and then the NISICS for the nationals. Um, so yeah, I think we only lost nine games this year, which was which was pretty impressive. And you know, we play play teams like Shattuck, Shattuck, uh yeah. five times. Um, so yeah, we we probably have one of the toughest schedules in in prep school hockey. And, uh, you know, we did really well against those teams. I think we had pretty much a winning record against all of them. So um, to be the captain of that, I guess, a little bit more special. But um, we had a really good group of guys. And, um, you know, I still keep in contact, obviously, with all of them. It hasn't been too long. But, um, yeah, those guys are definitely going to be, be buddies of mine for a long time and um, stay close to them. What kind of leader are you in the room or on the ice or a bit of both? Uh, I think a bit of both. Mostly it's it's kind of on the ice and um, just – just kind of try to be the best I can be every day and um you know something that I've I've kind of been known for and probably a reason I got drafted uh where I did is just just being competitive and um you know showing up every day and being a leader um I think that rubs off on on a lot of people um so yeah just practice you know competing hard and, and you know in the gym also but um when something has to be said in the room you know we had a really gr- good group of guys so it's, it's pretty easy to stand up and say something and yeah. um you know, like I said, with with all the other guys too, we had a pretty old team. Um, they they say stuff too, so it wasn't like it was just me. And you know, the voice would get old. Everybody kind of had a strong voice in the room, which was good. Um, I saw a video where the boys were all on the team, and you were down in the dressing room, and you like walked through the tunnel, and everyone was cheering for you as you came onto the ice or something. What was that? Yeah, that's so basically our coaches keep keep track of all our stats in practice um what do you mean stats and practice yeah so well we do all of our practices we'll we'll start off so the warm-up drills but um after that it's all small area games and and competing in two teams so um you know you score a goal you get a point you get an assist you get a point um depending on the drill if you back check and strip a guy um you get a point so uh, at the end of every week we'll have kind of the winner who gets to wear like the big wrestling belt and (laughs) And go out in front of the team. So um, I think that's, that's a really big thing, too, why I enjoyed my time at SAC. You know, our practices are, are as competitive as any. Um, you know, they're all game-like. So, you know, you practice all week and go, go away and play a team like Shattuck. It's, it's not kind of you don't have to ease into it. You're, you're already in that, in that mentality. So um, competing against the best players kind of around every day and, and then going to play those top teams I think is a big reason that I developed into the player that I am today. Shattuck, that's in Minnesota, right? Yeah. That's where Sid went, right? Yeah, Sid and Nate. What was it like playing in that rink? Uh, it was cool. I don't think we only played one game in the uh, in the rink that they would have played in, I think. I think okay. there's a newer one. But, uh, yeah, no, you walk on campus there and go through the rink and you see all the guys that have played there and, like, this wall is huge and it, it just keeps going throughout the rink. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. And then obviously there's, there's a ton of guys in those teams. They had one guy who went, uh, went in the second round. So, um, yeah, that list is just going to continue to grow, but to see guys like Crosby, Nate, Parise, um, yeah, it's obviously pretty special. When you got drafted, did uh, anyone from the team give you a call? Yeah. Just about all the guys. I think I talked to all of them and then no uh, way. Yeah. Or, on sorry, from, from Colorado, sorry. From Colorado? Okay, no. Um, but, yeah, no, there's – but, for, yeah, no, I thought you meant for my team. Oh, yeah, sorry, okay, yeah. well, obviously, obviously from your yeah. team, yeah. Obviously, I talked to all the boys <laughs> back there. and um, But, yeah, no, they they were great. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they all, all gave me a call. And, 
all talk to them. So they, I think they were almost more excited than me, which was nice to see. What's the key to after you're drafted about going through the messages of replying? Because obviously you're not going to reply to 70 people at once. I don't know what yeah. the number was. So what's the key? You do like 20 thank yous, take a break. Another 20 thank yous, take a break. How do you do it? Yeah, I think, you know, you want to make sure that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, that played a really big role in me getting there. So I want to make sure I, you know, I gave them a call and thank them personally. But um, yeah, I think, you know, one thing that I wanted to make sure of, and especially my parents, make sure I, you know, responded to everybody and said thank you, because, you know, they're all people that are supporting me. And, um, you know, you give somebody a text and congratulate them, you know, if they don't answer, it's, <laughs> it's you know, I you understand they have a lot yeah. a lot of stuff going on but um you know it's nice to get something back so um you know i wanted to make sure i responded to everybody and you know just said thank you it's, it's something small but um you know it's it's nice for them and you know they're supporting me so i think they deserve that that's sick um i want to talk about advice did bowers give you any advice when you were up there because he was there last year so did he uh did he give you any tips while you're up there at development camp and maybe give you the the roundabout of what goes on up there I don't think there was kind of one thing that, that he said to make sure I do or don't do, but, um, you know, I was in his group, so I was around him a lot and, um, just trying to follow him and, and, you know, watch him on the ice and compete with him. Um, you know, he's obviously a guy who could be on, on the team next year. So how good is he on the ice? Like, yeah. Talk about how good he is. Yeah. He's unbelievable, obviously, but <laughs> so yeah, you know, trying to compete with him and, you know, just follow him. He's obviously a really good leader and, um, somebody that he's familiar with. So, um, that comfort factor was huge and he was, uh, you know, he was looking to help and he was, he was definitely in good support for me there. What about Newhook? What kind of guy was he like? He had a, he had a great story going coast to coast, playing all over Canada yeah. and ending up in Colorado and his bolt, when we were up in the draft, his friends were sitting right in front of us. They were going ballistic yeah. when he got drafted. So I guess just talk about, talk about him. Was he a good guy? Yeah, well, I think you can see from the group of, group of guys he had there and how excited they were for him. He's, he's as good as they get and. Um, you know, you saw when he got drafted, the guy didn't stop smiling. I don't think he's, he's probably <laughs> still smiling now. So, um, you know, it's really easy to be happy for a guy like that to, to get drafted that high when you see how much it means to him. And, yeah. um, yeah, no, he's no different. You saw pictures of me and him up on the, uh, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of the yeah. high ropes course together and stuff. So he was also a guy that is really close to, and, uh, another St. Andrews guy too. So, um, really good to see for the school and, and the, the hockey program there. Cause they obviously do a great job. So. Were you uh are you afraid of heights when you're on those zip lines at all? Yeah, I'll, the big thing for me was the the rock climbing. We had to rock climb up that wall before it about 50 feet, and then uh, then you kind of got to climb your way around the wall and get on the platform. So is it like a military base? No, it was like the Colorado State Mountain Campus or something. Like a school? Yeah. So they they said kids will go up there for like a month and study. Oh yeah, um, could be like a boot camp or something. Yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what they did, but yeah, I hate the rock climbing. I know we have it at school, and I was I was looking at that wall, and you know ours, I'd get ten feet off and want to go down. But <laughs> are you strapped in? Yeah, we're strapped in, but it was like we had three guys kind of back there holding us, and obviously there's with the with the pulley system that'll stop you too. But what's the pulley system? Just kind of the the rope that you're on and the the hinge. It's oh, so it's okay, kind of yeah. attached you up top. Yeah. But, yeah, I I hate rock climbing, but um, you know, me and him, we went up together. We were both joking. We don't like it, but the uh, uh, the swing it was a uh, you basically are strapped in and you just jump off the side fifty feet in the air and just drop and swing. So there's about two or three seconds when you're falling that you're 
you know, you're gripping the rope pretty tight, but after that it's good. But yeah, the rock climbing is definitely the worst. Well, what's Colorado like uh, in general or Denver? What do I say? Denver or Colorado? Uh, Colorado. Yeah. Where, do you we, land in Denver? Yeah, we are in Denver. Denver, and then you drive yeah. to Colorado. So what's yeah. Colorado like? I heard it's high up there. Did your ears pop when you're in the plane? No, I actually, you know, we were joking because we were kind of nervous. We didn't know what to expect for camp. We were kind of, yeah, the altitude is going to be bad. That's going to be the reason we're dying. But um, no, it wasn't It wasn't too bad. The city is obviously really nice and, you know, with the mountains in the background. Is it clean? Um, I heard it's like a clean city. Yeah. Very well kept. Yeah. You know, we went to the rink too, the, the guys that were drafted this year. Um, we went to the rink and did kind of a, a meet and greet with the student or the season ticket holders. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we got to see the rink and all that stuff. And even the rink is, they said, I forget how old it was, but it was, they look brand new inside. So, wow. Pepsi um, Center, right? Yeah, the Pepsi yeah. Center. And then uh, we got to go look at the Denver Nuggets room, too. Was it nice? Yeah, it was sick. And uh, we played on their, their practice court for a little bit, oh, which was you? fun. Yeah, so we played a game of bump and uh, we're messing around there. Sick. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of basketball, do you think Kawhi's going to sign in Toronto or L.A.? Yeah, I got to say Toronto. Do you think Toronto? Yeah. I think Toronto, too. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't. Well, a lot of reasons, I guess. But Apparently, the reasons why he doesn't want to see... Well, he wants to sign in L.A., but apparently he's worried about the mesh between LeBron and Anthony Davis, and he yeah. doesn't know if it's going to fit because LeBron... This is all speculation, but LeBron, big character guy. Kawhi, not a big character guy, and apparently he's nervous that, that those two personalities could clash. But then if he goes to Toronto could win again but apparently he gets taxed more yeah this is all my twitter research i don't actually know. yeah i don't know i they won this year so that's all I think it'd be tough not to go back and obviously everybody's bowing down to him in all of canada so <laughs> i don't think he's a big attention guy though which probably yeah if you, Did you see any, the other day the the yeah. helicopters following him and stuff yeah any other any other player i think would be all over that but i think he's he's a guy that likes to kind of lay low and and do his own thing but i think it's still tough to look past well anywhere he goes he's going to get that attention it doesn't matter yeah. if he's trying to sign in milwaukee it doesn't matter yeah he's true the, the best player in the world right now in my yeah. opinion at least i don't know we'll see did you follow the raptors at all this year uh no i i follow the playoffs and stuff though which which is obviously really fun to watch there's the bandwagoner yeah the last minute guy yeah exactly yeah. Being, <laughs> being at uh st andrews just north of toronto too the everybody there was crazy about the raptors so. yeah um i want to talk about cornell yeah. New York. Yeah. The Bears. The Bears? Is that right? Cornell Big Bear? Big Red. Big Red? Yeah. But isn't the Bear a logo? Isn't yeah, the, the Bears. Isn't, yeah. Yeah. If you like, we don't have a logo on our jersey, but uh, like I think the, the school logo is kind of the Bear and the Sea. Okay. So have you been up there yet for a campus tour? Oh, I'm assuming yes. Yeah. We're, we went up my grade 11 year and we played uh, played two games of the rink. So I got to do the tour and... Um, then we had obviously the two games and we got to watch a couple of games too. So how pumped are you right now to to head up there to New York and play in Cornell? Yeah, I can't wait. I think the the big thing is, you know, the rink and the atmosphere that they have is is insane. So um that's something I'm I'm pumped for and um you know, obviously the awesome school. Um so yeah, it just it felt like a really good fit, but yeah, I think the hockey and and the atmosphere of the rink is going to be awesome. It's close to home too. Parents can come up and visit. Yeah, it's not New too York. bad upstate New York. It's so. like a two that 2-hour flight. Yeah. No, that'll be good. Um 
I want to know about you made the decision two years ago. I'm pretty sure, right, to go there because I remember last podcast you said you were committed to it. Yeah, it'd be about a year and a half, I think. A year and a half. Yeah. Um. So when you're at St. Andrews, is there any Cornell coaches in your ear telling you what you need to work on in order to get better, or you know, how how does that work on people that because I you know like you have agents. I've never made it to that level of hockey that you're going to play. So how does it work with people in your ear and things like that and telling you what you need to work on? Yeah, they'll they'll come up and you know they were really good. They stayed stayed in contact. I hear from them almost every other day. So um, every other day. Yeah, they're they're really good. And that was, that was a big reason that I wanted to go there. You know, they they weren't kind of like give you a call every other week and kind of see how you're doing. You know, they felt like they really wanted me there and um, did a really good job of that. And then um, it it didn't even stop after, which which was nice. They weren't kind of all right. We got him. Let him do his thing. They. They kind of kept on me and kept watching games and stuff like that. And, you know, they'd come up and kind of talk about the game. And, um, you know, thankfully, I think I played pretty well most games they were at. So, there you go. Um, it wasn't too bad. But, no, they kind of obviously talk to you and talk about things that are going to help you make the adjustment to the next level. And, um, you know, I think that's a big thing. You know, obviously, the, the high school to the college are going to be a really big jump. So, mm. um, I think that's going to help me out a lot. You living on campus or is there a hockey house? Yeah, no, we're on campus. Um, I think the whole team's on campus. So. You like campus food? Uh, I've gotten used to it, yeah. What's your favorite thing at campus food? How do you work around that? Because apparently, what's that thing called? Freshman 15? Yeah. Well, obviously, I guess you're an athlete, so you can burn off yeah. the freshman 15. But how do, you, how do you make freshman or how do you make cafeteria food work all year? Um, well, at St. Andrews, we got fed we got fed well. And there's always uh, a sandwich and salad bar. So, um you know, obviously some days there's going to be the, the hot dogs or sloppy joes, but, um, it's oh, you're like, such a badass. Yeah. Sloppy joes. Oh yeah. It's not like you're going to have to have to eat that. You know, we obviously do. And, you know, we're kids. We're not going to eat a salad every <laughs> meal, but, um, no, I, there's, there's a lot of options. I know at St. Andrews at least, and I'm guessing at Cornell, they're going to, they're going to have good food. I've heard it's actually, um, some of the best foods. So who, where'd you hear that from? Uh, well, I know Baron and, and Goliath, so they, oh, yeah, uh, Baron yeah. went up there, forgot about that, yeah. And then, uh, Goliath is another sack guy, he uh, used to be the goalie at sack, he's oh, at yeah. Cornell now, obviously. So, how many games are you playing next year in NCAA? Um, I'm not sure exactly, it's about 30 though. 30, okay. And yeah. you travel like when you travel, you'll be on planes and things like that. I'm just trying to think of Division One because when we went up to Harvard last year and saw Willie, he was yeah. talking about conferences that he played in, and he kind of yeah. confused me. I didn't understand what he was saying, but maybe you could enlighten, enlighten me on, on where you play and, and how the league works. Yeah, so we, we're in the ECAC, so we're all the Ivy League teams. Okay. Um, and then there's like Quinnipiac, um, St. Lawrence, and Colgate, and a couple other ones. Um, so that's, that's kind of our league or division, I guess. And yeah. then obviously there's like the big 10, um, hockey East and, and conferences like that. So I'm not sure exactly how our schedule works, but I know we'll, we'll play out of conference games. I'm not sure how many, but, um, yeah, the Ivy league teams and the, the handful of other teams is our, uh, our division. Have you been up, uh, have you been on the Harvard campus yet? Yeah, I have. It's kind of cool. eh? Yeah, it's pretty nice. Have you been in the rink? Yeah. Have you been in the room? Yeah. When did you go in the room? I went to go visit uh, Harvard, too. Oh, did you? Yeah, throughout that whole process. And then uh, we played there this year. So I didn't go in the room, but um, we played there. I got to see a game, so I got to see Will play. Yeah, we went up and saw him, too. It's a yeah. sick campus. Yeah. Funny story. So me, dudes, 
and Billy Hartley were up there for um, Red Bull crash dice at Fenway. Yeah. So Billy, we only got two passes for that, so Billy couldn't come. So Billy essentially said, okay, I'm going to go to the Harvard game, watch Willie play. So we call Willie. We're like, hey, Willie, can you put Billy down for one ticket to, to go to the game? Willie says, no problem. Billy goes to the game. Me and dudes are at Fenway watching the game. Fenway wraps up early so we can actually make the Harvard game yeah. but we don't have passes or tickets to go it's a pretty packed game so we're struggling to get in and Willie's already playing so we can't pull any strings so we get there and we have our um, our Fenway Red Bull crashed ice passes on and we get yeah. to the door and the guy's like uh, yeah, what do you guys want and we're like hey like we have a friend playing he, he was supposed to leave us tickets but our other buddy took it essentially we're just bullshitting the guy trying to get yeah. trying to pull some <laughs> wheels here to get some tickets and he yeah. goes are you guys here for the Red Bull crashed ice and we're like, yeah, like we're media. And he goes, all right, guys, head on in. So the Red Bull crashed ice things got us into the Harvard game. And then after that, even when we came home to Halifax, we just wore our Red Bull media pass ice, whatever, everywhere. Yeah. So just to try to get into places. So that's our big running joke that as soon as we wear those passes, we can get into anywhere. And yeah. we got into Harvard. So Yeah, you outsmarted Harvard. Harvard we outsmarted people. Harvard. So all, you know, Will goes to Harvard, so it's not, not too hard all the time, but. Um, he had some great stories about Harvard. Same with we oh, went to yeah. saw Bowers up at BU. Like he said, yeah. the college route is it's it's so much fun. Yeah, no, I I personally obviously think it's it's the way to go, and I'm I'm pumped for it. So the reason for it, they said the reason why it's so much fun is it's just the school life. There's other yeah. athletes, you know. There's uh, you get to go to class with your buddies. I'm sure you get to do that in junior too. But there's just so much more outside of hockey apparently with college, and, and yeah. you get to live in cool. You know, you're gonna be right outside New York. You're in BU. That campus is right next to Fenway. You go to Bruins games, Harvard, same thing. Yeah, just, you cool don't, stuff you don't, to do. You don't live on a bus as much, I guess. And yeah, so you have time to do a lot more things. But yeah. But no, it's you're gonna have fun. It'll be sick up in New York for sure. When do you go up there? What, what um, month? End of August. Okay, so you got some time. Yeah, no, I have a, a really long break compared to a lot of guys, so that'll be sick. So, what do you have planned for the the rest of the summer? Just any travel, any vacation? You going to Cuba or anything like that? No, no, I've kind of I've been away for a while now, so um, get back here and kind of get to work and um, get ready for next year. So it's just training and. You know, I'll probably take a little bit, little bit of a break about halfway through, and um, kind of get ready for the final push before the season. But um, yeah, no, I've been Vancouver, Colorado now, so um, I'm ready to kind of get home and and just start working. Love it, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you for coming on. Um, like you said, you love to thank people for where you got. So the last minute, it's yours. If you want to thank anyone, family, friends, dad, mom, sister, whoever, whoever surrounded you. Yeah, no, obviously my, my family and, and close friends, you know, you guys know who you are. Um, everybody, St. Andrews, coaches, um, you guys are amazing. And, um, you know, the last two years are definitely obviously the reason I've got here. But, um, you know, St. Andrews, I think, is, is kind of the, the big reason. Um, since I got there and kind of started playing hockey and going to school there, I've, I've seen big, big improvements everywhere. And, um, you know, I owe a lot of credit to that school. Maybe I should go to St. Andrews, man. Maybe they can help out with the podcast. If yeah. they're improving you so much, they, maybe they'll improve this. Who knows? Yeah, they got... They, they got have a broadcasting everything. section? Yeah, they got everything there. They do, actually. <laughs> do they actually? Yeah, they do, uh, they do our games and, and commentate our games, so they, they, they cover everything. All right, maybe we'll head up. Do, do you know what... Actually, yeah, I was going to ask you. Do you know what you're taking in uh, at Cornell? Yeah, I'm in the business program. Business program, yeah. cool. Businessman, businessman. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we're out. Go enjoy, uh, go enjoy this hot day. Everyone listening, make sure to go to our social media outlets, like, subscribe, comment, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, all that good stuff. All right, guys, we're out. Peace.
Oh. 